Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. 22 million Americans have filed for unemployment in the last four weeks, so... How's your day going? Welcome to the Chat and Cheese Podcast, everybody. I'm your co-host, Joel, still in a dark place, Cheeseman. And I'm Chad, work from home, so wash. <laughs> and on this week's show, our favorite dumpster fire of a job site <laughs> drop kicked a whole bunch of employees this week. Amazon is still fucking up, and Grandma, like all of us, needs a beer, damn it. Now. Grab a cold one while you still can get them. We'll be right back after a word from Sovereign. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. I'm loving I'm loving my weekly time on the couch with uh, <laughs> my therapist, the Chad. So it's, it's uh, nice. How you doing, man? I uh, good. It's been a it's yeah. been a busy week. It's uh, th- this whole. I mean, we we work from home as it is, but this is just yeah. an entirely different fucking animal i am cabin fevered to the max dude <laughs> i uh whoo man well i got a i got a three-year-old with a fever that won't quit and he's on antibiotics that aren't working and now he has the shits so again the offer to trade your three teenagers for my three-year-old is still on the table if you ever want to take advantage of that yeah i'm good right now yeah no it's good okay. all right yeah all right. i uh if i have enough passive aggressive shit i i deal with higher level stuff but yeah i don't need the shits right now (laughs) (laughs) shits are bad shits are bad yeah so should we get to shout outs yeah this thing going yeah yeah, yeah. let's start out with uh holy recruiting brain food moly cheeseman hell yeah hung lee i don't know if you saw my favorite porn star oh my god yeah why he's yeah favorite (laughs) porn star of the recruitment industry uh hung lee had this crazy idea, which is very standard for Hung, of course, uh, to have a 24-hour brain food marathon event, which was a virtual Mm -hmm. event on steroids. I mean, he seriously, he literally broke the damn internet. The event had like 2,200 people, over 2,200 people on at one time. Uh, The Crowdcast platform, I was probably busting at the seams. There were just amazing people, amazing content. And I'm not sure anyone else would have thought of anything this big and could have pulled it off. So congrats to Hung Lee and kudos to everybody who who participated. If you want to watch the recordings, just go to recruitingbrainfood.com. They'll be there. You can watch Julie and my discussion slash argument with uh, Hung Lee. We argued uh, whether technology and process efficiency makes good organizations less or more human. Uh, That was a fun conversation. So it was a back and forth little little spat. It's like it's like a a normal day with Julie and I. It was fun. Yeah. Are are we sure that that, you know, the title Hung Lee video party didn't get out on social media somewhere and (laughs) get mistaken for like porn star Arama and have a bunch of people show up? I don't know. I'm not convinced. It's good marketing. Sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. So I'm going to 
I'm going to start off my shoutouts with a, a little a little counterpunch uh, to our favorite millennial, Holland McHugh. If you listen to last week's show, and I believe you took her side, if I remember correctly. Of course. Um, I didn't quite understand the millennial breakdown and how much hardship that they have seen in their life uh, <laughs> having gone through 2008. Well, a New York Times article came out this week talking about millennials and how they haven't really had much hardship economically up until now and that this is a real punch in the gut. Uh, the first sentence of the story was basically uh, so-and-so was in high school when 2008 happened and it seemed like something far, far away. So you guys can be in one corner and the New York Times and Joel Cheeseman will be in the other corner and I'll I'll take that bet. Well, it's it's funny because I was speaking to uh, Kyle, our, you know, our, our show millennial, right, this week. Uh-huh. And uh, and a couple of others. And and I, I think what we've all come to understand is that, Joel, you're really a closeted millennial whiner, uh, always pointing <laughs> the fingers at other people. I mean, all the the basic things that you, you know, like point at millennials. I mean, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Trump kind of things. I'm pointing over there. But really, it's me. So, yeah. So thanks to all of our millennials for listening and connecting with me <laughs> to really break this out that Joel is a just a closeted millennial. Good job, guys. Uh, I'm going to argue that I'm bleeding over into like Clint Eastwood, uh, Grand uh, El Camino or whatever that movie was. <laughs> where like, get off my yard. I, I feel like I'm less about being younger than I am getting into like, get off my yard, cat, you know, stratosphere. So as I'd said before, I think you focus too much on cohort groups, uh, a, a super marathon shout out to Liz Van Zyl, uh, or Zill, Van Zyl, Van Zyl. I don't, she's in Australia. They probably say it a hell of a lot more sexy than I do, uh, from past technology. So I was sitting, just sitting back and watching, uh, the recruiting brain food marathon happening. I was waiting for a vendor pitch to start. Uh, the vendor mm-hmm. was late and Liz saw me over on the side. She brought me on screen to fill time, like comedy relief or something. And, yeah. uh, and then, uh, she kept me on asking vendors questions for like the next half hour or so. So nothing is better than being an impromptu guest host. So thanks so much, Liz. I, I appreciate that. Nice. Nice. Did she have any Fosters? It's Australian for beer. Yeah, no, no, uh, no Fosters, Anna. Shout out for me from, uh, from TikTok. Uh, <laughs> TikTok this week released that they'll be hiring 10,000 people. And there was also um, a study by Piper Sandler. No shit Sherlock news this week. Uh, Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok are the favorite apps of teenagers and young adults. Yes. So shout out to them. I have to say, I, I love me some TikTok. Uh, some some rapid fire shout outs. Uh, new listeners, longtime listeners all the way around. Mm. Matt Stone, director of talent acquisition at Rock Central. Yeah. Anthony Peter over at ZipRecruiter. Nice. Chris Richards and Jonathan Abro over at iSims. Abro. Abro. He's a bro, dude. <laughs> and last in my quick shout outs is the shout out to the dude in Indiana who received $8.2 million in stimulus money. Hell yeah. He went, he went to the ATM to pull out $200, right? And yep. he looked at his balance and it was over eight. Point two million in his account from the stimulus money that apparently our government is is just kind of throwing out in chunks and hoping hoping yeah. that hoping that he'll distribute it for them. I guess. Okay, so when I first heard this, I thought, okay, this is going to be like a funny story. Eight million dollars. He goes to the bank and like, ha ha, you know, fix it, and then they fix it, right? Or I was going to say like, he just he cashed it, you know, whatever, and went to to Bora Bora, <laughs> and it's the end of the story. But like this, this like East Chicago, is it East Chicago that he was from? Like not the best area if you're, if you know, Indiana or Chicago, yeah, North, North and like West Indiana, the, the dude, the dude is older. He's got meth mouth. He is an, he's a volunteer firefighter. Like yeah. you feel really bad for him. And it, it, it feels like there's somebody sticking it to him. Yeah. You know, he's getting the carrot and then he gets the rug pulled out from him as as he sort of thinks that life is good again. So I feel kind of bad for the guy. It's a funny story. But, 
you know. It's what I like to call a Jedi mind fuck is what it is. <laughs> a real, yeah, he did something in a past life that was not good looking at that guy. <laughs> um, so I'll switch it around and uh, a shout out to Beer Grandma. Yes. Um, so, so I'll paraphrase this story as I know it. Okay. A grandma was quarantined, lived alone. Uh, she ran out of Coors Light and put a picture out of her window saying, I need beer. Yep. Is this correct? Yep. And Coors Light apparently sent her a lot of beer. Yes. So 93-year-old <laughs> Olive Veronosi of Seminole, Pennsylvania, she just held up a sign, as you'd said, asking for beer yep. uh, from Coors Light. And the brand, actually the Coors Light people, yep. said that they sent 150 cans of course, light. There is still good in the world, Chad. There, there is still good in the world. And I, and I actually talked to someone from Pennsylvania yesterday yeah. uh, who told me that liquor stores are no longer uh, essential businesses. You can't even get curbside you know, delivery or drive-through. You can only get beer and wine from the grocery store. Uh, so I can sense Pennsylvania is probably a little bit stressed out. You can still get Coors Light. Um, but if you're looking for a good bottle of bourbon, you're kind of out of luck if you're in Pennsylvania and apparently you can't even get it mailed to you, which I asked. Um, they said, no, they don't deliver to Pennsylvania. So fuck. Ridiculous. Ridonkulous. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> something else that we thought was ridiculous is when indeed kicked yeah. their partner publishers to the curb. And, yep. uh, and we mentioned on the, on the show, we're like, you know, a smart competitor, should just swoop mm -hmm. in and take all of this, right? Well, go figure. Talent.com, uh, a.k.a. Nivu. Nivu. That's right. Talent.com. Uh, they did just that. So if you're a publisher and uh, you just got the ritual Trojan horse fucking from Indeed, you can- Kicking the nuts. That's right. You can go to talent, or I'm sorry, you can go to employers.talent.com slash publishers and you can sign up so you can go ahead and try to replace that indeed revenue stream with uh, talent.com again it's employers.talent.com slash publishers um shout out to the cleveland browns unis oh, yeah. which were uh, uh launched or released this week they're going old school again love it yeah uh if it's the it's the traditional look nothing fancy most importantly, they took Cleveland off the front, which is ridiculous <laughs> because no pro team in the world in football has the name of the city um, on the front of the jersey. So good for them. Uh, the Colts as well. Yes. New Jersey's Falcons are going old school again. The Rams are the worst. Like that's the new logo is awful. But uh, any, any thoughts from you on the new New Jersey's new logos, everything, new fonts that are out there in the NFL? Yeah, the, the new Colts alternate, not symmetrical. I know we love as human beings things to be perfect and symmetrical. It's actually mm -hmm. pretty cool. The negative space is the, uh, is the state of Indiana. Uh, the yep. new Colts font, again, little changes, but the new Colts font is, is, is pretty stellar. Uh, I like Tampa Bay's change. Uh, I, I don't yeah. I don't think that the the Falcons are that bad. Everybody's bitching about the Falcons. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen the Patriots yet. I know that's coming out. And the rest of them, it's just kind of like, meh, you know, you're making subtle changes. OK, cool. Uh, but, you know, I just want to see fucking football. Yeah. And I actually like uh, I mentioned the city on the front. Uh, the Falcons actually have ATL on the front of ah. some of the jerseys, mm -hmm. which I think is kind of cool. Like, you know, the ATL It is the ATL. You know, that, yeah, that's OK. But if it was Atlanta, that would be that would be kind of cheesy. <laughs> and uh, the jury's out of whether or not we'll actually see Tom Brady play in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform because the mayor of L.A. is saying nothing sports wise until 2022. Yikes. Yeah, that's that seems a little ridiculous. It <laughs> seems bit. a lot. A little ridiculous. bit of California drama for you. A little L.A. drama. Yeah, just what we need. So my last shout out is going to go yep. to our listeners. Last but never least, thanks to all of our listeners who helped us break into the top 100 in the Chartable Hell Business yeah. Podcast rankings. Number 54 in the US, number 75 globally, and there are like 800,000 podcasts out there. I have no clue how we did it, but we couldn't have done it 
without you. Thank you. Yeah, this is clearly like the guy who got eight million in his bank account. Like obviously chartable fucked up. Why are you jinxing us? This is killing me. And they're going to realize the mistake at some point uh, and put us back in the top million. (laughs) Um, All right. So I'll go through my final shout outs quickly. Okay. Uh, Restaurant called Dig out on the East Coast laid a bunch of people off via SMS. Yeah. And then I think they got a voicemail, if I remember the story correctly. Anyway, employers out there, don't lay people off via text message. It's just a bad look. How do you have to tell people that? I mean, seriously. I don't know why. I don't know. Especially this is a people business, right? You know, service and da, da, da. Um, Anyway, uh, that's fucked up. Dig, bad on you. Uh, You suck. Uh, Shout out to Sean Horton. An Indiana, uh, Indianapolis resident who's a big fan of the show and works at Jobs and Logistics, oh. which I, I'm assuming is one of the few job sites or networks that's actually having a good time right now with trucking and logistics and warehouse workers and everything else. So yeah. uh, shout out to him. And then lastly, the gang at High Q. I know we haven't talked about them in a while, but uh, the Haikyuu versus LinkedIn case is still on. Uh, And I've been told I've been told that by August, uh, August of this year, the Supreme Court will decide whether or not to hear the case. So that could be an interesting development as we get out of summer. They'll keep us abreast. But shout out to Haikyuu for continuing to fight the fight. Yeah, we have events and those events are Chad and G's (laughs) virtual travel brought to you by... Shaker Recruitment Marketing. That's right. Our friends at Shaker Recruitment Marketing want to keep us safe and said, keep your asses at home. Hell yeah. Do whatever you can virtually. So the very first one is actually one that's going to be happening next week. It's the HR Hackathon. So Eva Zills puts on an HR Hackathon every year. And this year, she German. She is, yes. So is it Germans. You listen to some of her uh, videos. They're like in German yeah. or they're in French. They're good. And uh, the only thing that you can understand are the American curse words that she uses. So I love her. Um, <laughs> but she had to go virtual this year. Go figure. Which you know, I don't think it's gonna hurt at all to be quite frank because think about it you don't need to be in the same room to do a hackathon plus you can pull hackers in from all over the world uh who couldn't afford to travel before so i believe you know this is going to be pretty awesome i'm going to be one of the judges bill borman a couple of other smarter people who are going to help bill and and me out but it's building it's around building apps prototypes and technology which can help in this new covid world we live in there's already been 40 plus project pitches thus far mm. and uh are pretty stoked so if uh if you want to get involved you want to kind of just like linger and lurk and watch and see what's going on with the hackathon you can go to hrhackathon.net that's hrhackathon.net ava you are a one woman band killing it man just <laughs> killing it so is this so let me understand this is for like startups or new sort of sandbox beta projects that people will pitch anybody who wants to come in pitch a concept and develop that's okay. what it is yeah and if oh. you're bringing some stuff in that you already have to repurpose and you have the code great on you as well but it's all about repurposing around this 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 new purpose which focuses on uh obviously the covid community and 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 again gotcha. not just developing the product but also pitching the product to the judges as well so we're going to it, if you're just bringing in your shit and saying hey this would be great for the new covid world too it's like <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> Uh, so TA Tech Deathmatch coming up yep. as well. TA Tech Europe Virtual Deathmatch. TA Tech Europe from from your computer, <laughs> April twenty eighth. Yep, April twenty eighth. So yep. uh, yeah, we'll be uh, doing those in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, um, yep. three companies get optimal job sync. Uh, Supersonic something or other. Sonic Jobs. And Spodge, who's getting a new name. That's apparently. right. That's right. And I have, I have I have a new update on that one. So first oh, off, yeah. none of this, people, could happen without the support of Pontoon Solutions. That's right, kids. Poon Pang Solutions. Calling the RPO professionals at 
pontoonsolutions.com. But we're going to have <laughs> Craig Rhodes is going to be judging with us. We had a conversation with him earlier this week, and I think we're all going to be drunk on every single one of these. Oh, moves. that's a guarantee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Deathmatch <laughs> contestants are Daniel Fellows, who is the CEO of Get Optimal. Former Indeed guy. Yeah. Uh, Alex Murphy, not RoboCop, CEO of JobSync. Nick Gray, who's the CEO of Spodge. Oh, wait a minute. Not Spodge anymore. They're changing Uh-oh. to Cloud RPO. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. <laughs> it's a dot com. So you got to love it. Cloud it's RPO. Dot it's a dot com. And last but never least, but of course, Mikel Raha. CEO of Sonic Jobs. So just go to chadcheese.com, click on the Reaper, find out a little bit more about what's going on. You can even listen to some past death matches, uh, which are pretty cool. Listen to uh, Amon Brar, who was the CEO of Canvas at the time. He won the very first death match. He is now the CEO yeah. of Jobvite. You can yeah. listen to Anoop Gupta. You can listen to Andre Wade from opening.io and many, many others. So check it out. Chadcheese.com. Click on the Reaper. Cavalcade of champions right. is what you'll be listening to. And is it true that Craig Rhodes is related to Randy Rhodes, former guitarist of Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, we're going to have him riff while he's on. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be awesome. And then May May 19th, we have North America coming up too. So we have, uh, again, slots open for four. That's right. Only four startups. I think we have two of those possibly already filled. Yeah, I think we verbally promised one. Yeah. Talk about that yet or not. Yeah. If you want to get on, if you want to get on the virtual stage with Chad and Cheese and do a death match, this is the time for, for contestants. It's free of charge because our friends at Jovio are sponsoring this bad boy. Uh, again, making sure that the virtual vibes keep happening for TA Tech. The fact that we have startups is a good thing. We should celebrate that. For no <laughs> fee. Is it news time yet? Topics. Hell yeah. Let's get to the news. All right. Layoffs, layoffs, layoffs. Uh, no surprise. Layoffs. We've covered zipper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, layoffs. Layoffs. Uh, we've covered Zip. I think we've talked about Alio, uh, quite a few others. Uh, indeed, shutting down businesses. Lever. Uh, if you haven't caught up, check out our latest shreds where we cover most of this stuff. But anyway, Career Builder, yeah. our favorite dumpster fire of uh, job board world, has laid off. Rumors have it. Uh, just under 200 people. We've heard 60%. We've heard a lot of furloughs that probably won't be coming back speculatively. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have, to their credit, an official statement. What? Which uh, I'll kind of paraphrase now because it's pretty standard. But the, the it's the quote, the spread of COVID-19 has caused unprecedented disruption to the economy, which has adversely impacted the talent acquisition and human capital management space. No shit. As a result of these <laughs> rapid changes, we made the difficult decision to lay off or furlough a limited number of our employees. CareerBuilder is committed to supporting the individuals impacted while continuing to serve clients and job seekers through this extraordinary time. Huh. I wonder if it was a difficult decision when, because last week we just talked about CareerBuilder's new slogan that they rolled out and commercials on, on last week's show. Yep. It feels like a real, again, Jedi mindfuck that's happening here. They, <laughs> they come out swinging with commercials focused on helping everyone in this time of need during COVID. And the very next week, they lay down the chop. So it's like, this is, again, I I feel no balance here whatsoever. And I I wonder, again, their career builder, the monkeys are definitely running this bitch. (laughs) By the way, uh, Irina, our favorite CEO, uh, is at a whopping 36% approval rating on Glassdoor. So... You know shit's good at Career Builder right now. Yeah, well, it, I mean, we we actually talked about this last week too. Is you know what's what is the zip and the lever and and what do we think is going to happen with Monster? 
and career builder and we just thought mm-hmm. you know career builder would fade away we wouldn't even hear much about them we were wrong about that it might be the other way around monster might fade away and career <laughs> builder goes out with a big you know big chop i'm still convinced monster energy drink is gonna like drop 25 mil and just take the domain and it'll be over like that'll be the announcement yeah that'd be good enough and, right? and baird will just take all the resumes and whatever and and it'll be over that'll be it Ronstadt. Yeah. That being said, we're talking about layoffs and trying to get the good vibe in here. Yeah. Our friends over at Candidate ID this week or last week created a a platform called Talent Pipeline. It's a not-for-profit talent acquisition industry initiative to connect furloughed or redundant TA and employer brand professionals with employers looking for their skills it's free to use and it takes like no time whatsoever to get registered so if you Mm -hmm. are from one of these organizations that we've been talking about or if even more important if you are the employer who's doing the laying off and the furloughing go to talentpipe.org you can sign up it's free and you can start to hopefully make these connections for your employees that you're either laying off or, or fl- furloughing. And this is mm-hmm. a really important thing. I mean, it knowing that, it, and I think we were talking about Lever where they said, yeah, anybody who gets these people or, you know, that's awesome. They're great people. Well, that's great. What are you doing to try to help make those connections? What kind of partnerships are you making as an employer to make those connections? This is just one example, talentpipe.org, where you can go in and you can start pushing your furloughed candidates that way, contact candidate ID. I'm sure they would love to try to help you out. Not to mention, if you're an individual, you can just go in as an individual. So check it out. If you're an employer and you're looking for good talent, this is the time to find it because they are out there. Yeah. And even in our industry, uh, I mean, stories still about chatbots still hiring, uh, programmatic, um, a lot of the newer players. So they are potentially looking at uh, people to add to the roster. So it's not super dire, but yeah, it kind of sucks out there for sure. Remember the last time the world ended, some of our greatest startups were born out of that time. So yep. keep your eye, you know, keep your eyes open for maybe the next great thing. But yeah, Amazon Jeez. continues to fuck shit up. How? Hates workers with an opinion and the need to unionize and uh, try to make things better at the company. So they they fired two Seattle-based employees who publicly criticized safety and working conditions at its warehouses during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Mm -hmm. Washington Post reports uh, user experience designer Emily Cunningham and uh, Marin Costa were both fired on Friday after they tweeted criticism of the company and offered to match donations to warehouse workers. Both had previously criticized Amazon's climate policies uh, Mm -hmm. as well as circulated a petition internally calling for improved sick leave policies, hazard pay, and child care for warehouse workers, according to the New York Times. So they're, they're trying to advocate for themselves and obviously for all of their peers, their employees, the people that, that, that they share a lot of their time with, right? And, and these are yeah. essential workers, but yet... Amazon doesn't want them to have a voice. Yeah. And don't forget last month, uh, they fired the warehouse worker who helped uh, organize a walkout uh, in the New York office. I think it was Staten Island. This is a long time trend of just basically being combative with the workforce. I think that it's going to be one of two things. Either either the government is going to step in and unionizing is going to become a thing and, and government's going to realize like, Amazon is this huge juggernaut of a retailer and has to be put in check, whether that's via paying taxes uh, in a way that's fair Mm -hmm. and treating workers in a way that's fair, or robots are just going to replace all these people and it doesn't matter. That's what, that's what Jeff wants. And that's what he wants. Um, He'd love to have people out of the process altogether. And it's additionally hard because you have all these people out of work and Amazon is still hiring tons of people. Yeah. So it's a catch-22 for everybody. Like Amazon's great because they're hiring, but then they're also a menace to society because they're fucking shit up with taxes and they're making shit really bad for for their workers. So yes. I don't know what to do. It's a it's a tough it's a tough 
problem. They are a big piece of our infrastructure. I mean, there's the supply chain. I mean, if you think about it, you can't treat people like this. I don't care how big a part of any system you are. I don't give a flying fuck. You can't do this from your ivory tower. We have to treat these essential roles like they're essential, like for starters, paying them essential wages. It's ridiculous that everybody's like talking about $15, $16 wages. People, that is $30,000 a year for an essential worker. That is ridiculous, but yet acceptable. No, it's not acceptable. And that's what we have to get away from. Suppression of voice is not acceptable and saying it's against policy is total bullshit. And then they try to smear, as you'd said, Christian Smalls, they try to smear him because he was trying mm-hmm. to do the right thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I think we focus a lot on Amazon and, and fairly so, but you know, things like, Am- you know, Uber and Lyft are doing right. Like they're not employees. They're not beholden to benefits and paying certain taxes. Yeah. They're contractors. They're right? gaming the system. So when they're not working, you, Uber has the gall to go to the government and tell the government that they should be paying and bailing out the drivers of Uber instead of Uber actually treating them like they're workers. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's this, there's this weird dynamic like Uber wants it both ways, right? They don't want the government to be involved as long as they're contract workers and they don't have to give benefits. But then when shit hits the fan, they're going to the government saying, hey, bail out our drivers. I mean, you can't have it both ways. Sound familiar, everybody? Yay, capitalism. Oh, shit. Government. Can you give me a handout? This would be fucking great. Thanks. Yeah, no, I didn't save any of that money. No, I know we had record profits. No, it's my bad. Yeah. Ending this segment on more of a positive. I'm trying to be positive here because I don't want I don't want Joel to go into his negative That's good. Min- millennial place. Staffing firms announced partnerships amid uh, COVID-19 pandemics. One of those, because there are many of them, and we'll actually put the link on our website, but uh, a friend of ours over at Cross Country Healthcare Uh, Mm -hmm. They are currently collaborating with JetBlue Airlines to provide free flights to healthcare providers traveling to to New York uh, to fight COVID-19. So healthcare professionals working through Mm -hmm. cross country will get information on flights. And once they've received their active assignment, boom, they're gone. Now we've heard these types of initiatives happening with Delta Airlines, staying in Hilton hotels, and we hope to hear much more much more. And if there are other initiatives that are going on that we're not talking about, listeners, feel free to fire those off to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever you can find us. Yeah. New York's a mess. My heart goes out to the to, new, to the New Yorkers, particularly New York City, where, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people live in close quarters. A lot of families live real in close proximity to each other. Yeah. I mean, like I'm growing, I'm going crazy and I, you know, I have a large Midwestern, you know, house. Yep. I can't imagine being in a, in a small, you know, enclosed space. That's a new level of stir crazy it is a new level of stir crazy but thanks for that positive note and then i just brought it down like a fucking debbie downer <laughs> didn't i jesus i suck all right well, let's hear from canvas well yeah let's hear from canvas and uh talk about linkedin and lawsuits and all, all kinds of other shit. canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage screen and coordinate logistics via text and so much more We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser-focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io, and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. So so speaking of bad news, I, I hate to say, uh, this just came across the newswire. Uh, this is Thursday as we record this. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Dennehy has passed another great actor um this wasn't covid related was it natural causes it says okay not covid related i loved him in uh first blood as the oh, as the, the sheriff. sheriff yeah 
and Tommy Boy. <laughs> that's range right there. Yeah, that is range. That's that's what you deal with with me. Should have a Brian Dennehy movie kind of like film fest this weekend. Go ahead and treat yourself to that on Netflix, Amazon, and wherever you get your movies. <laughs> Cocoon, I haven't seen in a while. He was, yeah, uh, I think he was in that. That was a while. Yeah. So Facebook, LinkedIn sued for allegedly eavesdropping on Zoom users. Now, this is straight from, yep. from Dennis Tupper. I, I want to definitely call this out because I love when listeners find good shit like, like yeah. this. So a yep. California resident has sued Facebook and LinkedIn for allegedly violating Zoom users' privacy by mm -hmm. eavesdropping on their video conferencing. The federal lawsuit filed Monday by Todd Hervitz also alleges that Zoom violated user privacy by sharing data with outside companies. Who does this surprise? Uh, it shouldn't surprise anybody. You know, Zoom, the hottest, you know, the hottest tech company in the world right now, probably uh, that 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 burst from 10 million users to 200 million, uh, probably up to 250 million by now, uh -huh. uh, had had no context for what growth like that would mean from a security perspective, from a PR perspective, from just a light being shown on your business perspective. Uh, so it's no surprise that some lawyer saw a story about uh, security risks and figured out, okay, who can I sue with a lot of money that's integrated with Zoom to like put some bank into my bank account. You know what I'm saying? So to me, this what I read on this was like super frivolous. Try to find a, a you know a chink in the armor of a startup and then sue big companies with a lot of money. I think it's totally baseless. I think it'll be thrown out. Um, but who knows? Maybe they'll just write him a check to make him go away. Um, and if anything else, he gets some good PR and maybe some new clients at his law firm. I saw that. It, I thought that kind of at first, and then I started researching it and I, I yeah. fall, found other articles, one on law60.com, um, where look at you on law six. What is it? Law, law 360. Yeah, law360.com. Law <laughs> so Facebook, it seems like as if, and the thing is we have to, we have to think here, right? Who is, who are the players in this Facebook? We know has been harvesting data from users for uh, ever, right? Run, run by a site on uh, unapologetically, <laughs> right? LinkedIn, we know does it. They just do it in a much more silent, stealthy way. And zoom is this new player it's just like, okay, so I, I can start to believe how this could prospectively happen. So they're, they're harvesting yeah. personal information. Facebook seized on these profiles to boost its targeting advertising business, while Zoom also profited from its newly enhanced ability to, quote unquote, accurately target users for additional services and to convert them yep. to paying customers. So- while we are in a global pandemic, people need to connect and yet they're being taken advantage of because Zoom sees an opportunity that is put in front of them by Facebook, who's a bad actor as it is, uh -huh. and they automatically jump in the bad actor pool. That's So if we want to say it's frivolous, eh. I'm going to say this is, again, a bad actor sucking in a new actor that now is, yeah. is going to be playing in the bad actor pin. Okay. So if I hear this correctly, uh, Zoom is working in tandem with LinkedIn and Facebook yes. to, to basically pass over data from Zoom and whether that's what transcription and all kinds of other shit, I guess. Actual voice listening in. Okay. Yeah. Listening so actual in. Actual audio recordings. Or recordings or live on. streams. So Zoom allowed users of Apple's iOS operating system to log into video conferencing services through their Facebook plugin. That's where a lot mm. of this this gets really fucked up because of all these yep. single sign-on kind of scenarios. And yep. Zoom knows about this. So the information that was actually collected, personal data, IP addresses, time zone details, device information. I mean, we're talking about your mobile phone. Well, yeah. I mean, every, vo every voice assistant on the planet is listening to what you're saying every 
time of the day, what you're watching on television, your conversations. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it, if we start to standardize and think that this is okay, then. Well, no, I mean, at least, at least with voice, there are, you can like turn shit off. Apparently mm. you, there are things you can do, but yes, if, if you're logging into zoom, uh, with, you know, one click, one click registration with LinkedIn or Facebook, and then there's some relationship with zoom and Facebook yep. in this example that they're passing over audio, from your conversations, then yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Audio information from your mobile phone. Who knows what the fuck next, right? Um, or you're using the the single sign on from your laptop. Either way, but uh, yeah. if, if you're Zoom, I, to me, this just looks like a short term money grab. Unless you're working with Facebook on an acquisition mm -hmm. play. I mean, why feed Facebook when they could possibly create a similar product? Facebook with messaging and, and things like that, they could they could obviously pivot and become, quote unquote, a Zoom unless they could be looking at acquisition. And look, you know, one of the strengths of Zoom is not only simplicity, but also free. Right. And the old adage of, you know, if you're if if you're wondering why our product's free, it's because you're the product. If, if Zoom has the same mentality of, of a Facebook where, yeah, we'll be free for a lot of people, we're going to make money on the data. This is a way to make money on the data. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that it was only free accounts. No, they have a paid version. Yes. Right. But yes. But Zoom, the strength of Zoom is like it's super easy to like to get on to join the basic levels free. Still not good. Anyway. <laughs> Facebook now in the feed now, it'll have your company page yeah. and it'll say, hey, posting jobs or need to hire people, click here to post jobs now. So they're starting to throw in your company page on your feed and saying and trying to entice you to, to post jobs. So that's a little bit of a newsworthy event that we didn't have on the list yeah. at first. Yeah, no. And also another newsworthy event, as we always, we don't talk about enough if you're out yeah. there in the market, you need to buy local, right? And we're just talking about Hell Amazon yeah. and buying shit for it. Fuck that. Buy things that you can local. <laughs> and one of the reasons yeah. why in my Facebook feed, uh, 450 North Brewing Company, which you know, amazing pizza, yeah. amazing beer. Uh, they're doing a lot of curbside stuff. And, and we go there at least once a week. They just did a beer drop. And it was with uh, nine different beers and they went on sale at 11 and they did a virtual beer drop. So you could go online and buy the beer. They're sold out. So get out there and support local and staying somewhat local. <laughs> uh, the, the, the next topic is uh, Salesforce. And we're talking about uh, job or labor, or labor, hoarding. labor hoarding. And now the reason people I know in San Francisco, there's a, a, a bunch of Salesforce uh, employees and whatnot. But here in Indianapolis, sure. we also have the Salesforce building as the well. So building can, in the state has Salesforce. That's, yeah, that's right. So Mark Benioff, CEO of Salesforce, who I'm sure you all know, made a pledge at the end of March not to drive any significant layoffs over the next few months while the pandemic is expected to be in full swing. Benioff also extended his commitment further by challenging other CEOs and encouraging them to commit to a no layoff pledge. Every CEO take a 90 day no layoff pledge. I, I love to hear that. And then we hear this, this new term of labor hoarding what what is labor hoarding it's pretty much what you just said it's uh it's basically hoarding your labor in times of when times are really slow or stopping and paying them while they do nothing till times get better um and granted salesforce is a strong company a lot yeah. of money most of their workforce are really high level engineer folks or uh educated folks so as, as far as, you know, how real, how real it is that a lot of companies can follow this pledge, apparently CareerBuilder didn't get the memo. It's, it's going to be tough. And I think as a Silicon Valley, I don't know, celebrity, if you will, you know, I think you'll see some of this stuff uh, from the Twitters of the world, the Facebooks, the Apples, um, you'll probably see very similar. By the way, uh, Jack Dorsey at Twitter, speaking of Amazon and, and other folks, uh, Jack Dorsey gave a billion dollars to COVID-19 relief uh, efforts. And I'm not sure specifically what it was, um, but a billion dollars represents 28%, I think they were saying, of his of his net worth. I mean, wow. you know, 
and in in contrast, uh, our buddy Jeff Bezos at our favorite company uh, that's not a job site, uh, Amazon, donated a bunch of money, but it represented, I think, like 0.7%. It would be like you or me giving like $7 to a charity. Well, I have to say that, you know, this type of leadership we, we really need in government to be able to pull everything together. One company, Benioff or, or Dorsey, you, you can't, they just can't do it, right? They can challenge others. Mm-hmm. But when you have a leader who's in charge of a whole fucking country, that's entirely different. So in Denmark, the country quickly instituted a policy to help companies keep their employees for the duration of the next three months, preventing the company from experiencing the mass payoff spike mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that happened in the U S it's important for us to understand that, when we have people that aren't getting paid now or after COVID, those mm-hmm. people cannot contribute to the economy. They, they can't pay their bills. They can't do the things that yeah. they need to be able to do. And we're already putting trillions of dollars into the system. It's just the way that we're doing it is just so wrongheaded. Can we talk about sex robots and really in this thing on a nice, a nice note? That would be awesome. All right, let's hear from Job Ad X and uh, Sex Robots. Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job Ad X. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job Ad X seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job Adx. Sex robots. There it is. Yeah. So, so you shared this. You shared this podcast with me, and I thought, oh, is this really going to be interesting? I mean, because we've talked about sex robots so many times, <laughs> and yeah, dude, it was it was interesting as fuck. I couldn't believe some of the things that's going on out there. So why why did you share this in the first place other than it said sex robots? Uh, yeah, I actually read about it uh, from an AI uh, newsletter and um, it's from a podcast called Hidden Brain. NPR. Which I recommend um, if you listen to podcasts, which you obviously do because you're listening to us. But it was, uh, you know, I you either expect uh, sex robot conversations to be comedic or sort of sci-fi... Uh, speculative, whatever, right? Like they're going to fuck us out of existence um, or it's so, so I didn't know what to expect going in, but hidden brain tends to be pretty smart um, and had a, had a lady on who's basically her life is fuck, you know, basically setting this, this whole phenomenon. And it was, it was a historical perspective from, you know, the, the days of Greeks and Romans where they would make yes. statues and uh, Pygmalion sort of the, the folklore around that to uh, you know the 70s blow up doll phenomenon to obviously sex toys which were sort of a early intro to robots um, as companionship and now going into companies that are you know taking 16 weeks to create very lifelike um, robots that are like people and she went into it thinking hey this it's going to be very sexual you know they're they're, they're these are going to be Barbie dolls. They talk about how, uh, you know, the perception of or the stereotype of someone that would want one of these is, is you know, living in mom's basement, no human contact whatsoever. And, and she sort of goes into refuting those myths and talking about sort of the typical buyer. So if, if you're interested in sort of technology and culture and human sexuality and the future of relationships, like it's a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting listen. Yeah. So for, for me, we just finished or we put out this week, the Alexa job search podcast. And the yeah. thing that, that I thought was interesting was the voice assistants like Alexa that are being asked to talk dirty to them. 
Uh, so <laughs> there's a market for that apparently. And in, in, uh, an app called Harmony is mm-hmm. a sex chat bot uh, in an app for your phone. So I guess, you know, is that a sex chat bot in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? So that, yeah. that, that in itself I thought was interesting because it is the things that we talk about from a chat bot standpoint, process efficiencies, engagement, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You, it, this is so much more simplistic and, but there is quote unquote AI to it. So that was one point that stuck yeah. out to me and I was like, wow. Okay. Though I didn't think about that. Didn't think about asking my Google home to talk dirty to me. Um, and then the, the second part, which was really unnerving yeah. was sex dolls that uh, could prospectively be custom made to look like someone else. So let's say for instance, that chick that would never go out on a date with you or that dude that would never go out on a date with you, you could actually possibly get a doll made in their likeness and at that point i just had no words privacy concerns there right i was like yeah i was like i just had no words at that point (laughs) and and coming with the 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 regulation that would have to come behind that to be able to not allow something to be made in somebody else's likeness without their permission and i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god this is going down a fucking rabbit hole that i never thought about (laughs) in light of the uh sex robot podcast if you haven't seen her uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Um, it's a really interesting movie, sort of uh, having digital uh, relationships and what that looks like. With an operating system. An operating system, right? And then the other one be, would be Whitney Cummings is a comedian uh, and she has a Netflix special, but she actually partnered with a sex robot manufacturer to make a sex robot look like her. And in her stand-up, she actually brings the robot out to talk <laughs> to her about the whole thing. So if you're into this thing or interested, check out Whitney Cummings' stand-up on Netflix. And if you can find her starring Joaquin Phoenix somewhere, uh, check that out if you haven't seen it yet. No words. We, we out. out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting, they talk about technology, but most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.